Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. Today, I'll be sharing some of my recent work I've been doing on CPI. It's called the Global CPI Chartbook. And the conclusion I make in this is that Global CPI saw the second month-on-month uptick in August. Global CPI in five tables and 13 charts. That's what I like to call it. Everything you need to know about CPI across the world. But before we get started, what do you think? Will the global CPI slow down, continue, or will it rebound? Welcome to Become a Better Investor community. My name is Andrew Stotts. Let's get started. So let's start with the conclusions. What did I find? First, global CPI saw second month of uptick in August. Developed markets remain below global average and developed market and emerging markets are now on the rise. So after a year of bringing down inflation, it's coming back up. Developed market America's CPI had its second uptick and developed market Europe continues its slide while developed market Pacific is staying flat. Now, next, CPI in emerging markets Asia and frontier markets are is reigniting. And emerging markets Europe, it continues its rise. Also, on a country basis, it was the second U.S. CPI uptick. So, in other words, the second month. It was a strong first uptick in France for CPI. Japan and UK have been seeing a steady slide in CPI and Germany is flat. Let's look at the top five emerging market countries. CPI in China is flat after a July deflation where CPI actually went negative. And India is slowing after a pretty big bounce. We've got strong rise in Korea and rising in Russia and Brazil. Now, this is a 89-page presentation with lots of charts and graphs that I think can give you a picture of what's going on with CPI around the world. You can download this chart deck for free by clicking on the Get the PDF link at myworstinvestmentever.com or just by clicking the link in the description. So let's get started. I like to start at a very high level. What I've done is I've looked at CPI in every country across the world And then I've looked at their GDP, the size of their economy, and I GDP weighted that CPI to try to find out what's going on in global markets. So first of all, global CPI saw its second monthly uptick in August. Developed markets remains below global, and developed markets and emerging markets are now on the rise. So let's look at the first table in this, and that just shows that Economies across the world have a GDP of about $97 trillion and an average CPI of about 5.1. Developed markets have a GDP of about $55 trillion and CPI was lower than emerging at 4.3. Emerging markets has about $42 trillion in GDP and CPI was about 6.1%. So, Let's take a look at this for a moment. 
we can see that world CPI was 5.1%, and that's down three percentage points from one year ago. But on a month-on-month basis, it was up 0.3 percentage points. That's the second monthly uptick. So after all of the tightening by the Fed, we still have an acceleration in CPI. Now, it's important to note that an acceleration in CPI is almost always directly correlated with oil price. When oil prices rise, CPI rises. And so that is one of the factors that's happening there. The numbers that we have right now for all countries across the world for CPI is August. Right now, as I talk about this, it's October 5th. So we haven't yet seen September's CPIs, but we can look at August for sure across all countries. And we know that oil price rose in September. So it's quite likely that we're going to have a third monthly uptick. In other words, CPI is on the rise. Now, developed market CPI was 4.3%, which is down about 3.3 percentage points from one year ago. And month on month, it was up about 0.2 percentage points. It's moved from about a 0.5 percentage point discount to world CPI last year to the current 0.8 percentage point discount. A lot of that's been driven by the fact that the Fed tightened so tightly that it brought down CPI. Now, emerging markets globally, CPI was 6.1, much higher, but it was down 2.6 percentage points from one year ago. Month on month, just like developed markets, but even more strongly, CPI in emerging markets was up about six percentage points. It's moved from a 0.7 percentage point premium to world CPI last year to the current one percentage point premium. In other words, emerging markets, CPI is accelerating quickly. So let's first dig in now into the developed region. Later, we'll look at the emerging regions. So developed America's CPI had the second uptick, second monthly uptick, and developed market Europe continues its slide. So we're seeing Europe CPI sliding, while developed market Pacific is staying flat at about 4%. So let's look at more detail here. First, developed market Americas is the largest region with $28 trillion of GDP and 3.7% of CPI. Now that's the lowest of all the developed markets right now. Developed market Europe has about $15 trillion in GDP and about 5.2% CPI. And finally, developed market Pacific, meaning Japan and Singapore and other countries like Australia, developed market Pacific has $8 trillion GDP and 3.9% CPI. So let's look at this chart that you can see here. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to describe what I see and then make sure you go and download the PDF. I think it will provide a lot of good information. This is slide 14. And basically what we can see is that developed markets, America's CPI was 3.7%, which is down 4.4 percentage points from one year ago. Month on month, it was up 0.4. Much of the developed markets movement is driven by the US since that's the largest developed market in the Americas. It's moved from about a 0.1% premium to world CPI last year to the current 1.4 percentage point discount. 
that just shows you how deeply CPI fell in the U.S. in particular relative to the rest of the world. Now, developed market Europe CPI was at 5.2, which is down 2.9 percentage points from one year ago. Month on month, it was down about 0.1 percentage points, so almost flat. And it's moved from a a small, tiny premium of 0.1 percentage points to world CPI last year. And the current is the same place. So it stayed at about the same level of about in line with the rest of the world. Now, developed market Pacific CPI was at 3.9. So it was the lowest of these different groupings. And month on month, it was down about 1.1 percentage points. So not much change. On the chart that you can see, it's a flat line. And it's moved from a 3.9 percentage point discount to the world CPI last year to the current 1.2 percentage point discount. In other words, all the other CPIs all around the world came down much, much closer to developed markets Pacific. Remember, you can download this chart deck for free by clicking on the get the PDF link at myworstinvestmentever.com or by clicking the link in the description. Now, I'm not going to go through every page in this presentation, but I do want to hit a couple more slides to try to get a picture. Here, I'm looking at the emerging market regions. In fact, this is a great picture for those that are looking. This is the Asok intersection in Bangkok. And for anybody that's familiar with Bangkok, you'll see that there's something missing. Something is missing on one of the corners here. Let me know if you can notice what's missing. Now, CPI in emerging markets Asia and frontier markets reignited. They're moving higher. And emerging markets Europe continues its rise. So remember, we said developed market Europe, CPI is falling. But emerging market Europe, they're under a lot of pressure. So let's look at that in a little bit more detail. Emerging market Americas had a small GDP of about $4 trillion and CPI of 5.4%. Emerging market Asia, of course, had a massive GDP of $29 trillion, thanks to China, and only a 1.4% CPI. And emerging market Europe had a small $4 trillion of GDP and a massive, massive, massive 16.5% CPI. Inflation is high in emerging Europe. Think Hungary as an example, Poland and other countries. Now, emerging markets, Middle East and Africa have a very small $2 trillion in GDP and a high 10.9% CPI. And finally, frontier markets had a, about $3 trillion in GDP and an extremely high 32.3% CPI. It's incredible. In fact, this chart right here maps out the trajectory of these different emerging market regions. And what we can see is that emerging markets, America's CPI was 5.4%, which is down 3.9% from one year ago. Month on month, it's about flat. It's moved from about a 1.3 percentage point premium to world last year to about a point three percentage point premium. Now emerging market Asia CPI was 1.4%, which is down 2.1 percentage points from one year ago. Month on month though, it was up by about 0.3. So starting to rise, but at a very, very low level. So 
Emerging Markets Europe CPI was at 16.5, which is already down massively. That's down by about 11.8 percentage points from one year ago. And month on month, it was up 2.1 percentage points. Now it has moved from a 20.3 percentage point premium to world CPI to a current 11.4% premium. So the premium for emerging market Europe has come down considerably, but we are seeing it reigniting. And emerging markets, Middle East and Africa, CPI was 10.9. And for those looking at that, this is the dotted brown chart right there, a line on the chart. And basically it's moved from a one percentage point discount to the world to a 5.8 percentage points premium. And then frontier markets. CPI was an incredible 32.3. It's on fire and it's extremely painful in these frontier markets. And that was up. In fact, if it wasn't bad enough that it was at 30, you know, 30-ish, it was up by two percentage points. And it's moved from a 18.3 percentage point premium to the world to now a 27 percentage point premium. Now, I'm going to wrap this report up by just looking at countries to try to understand the top five developed countries and the top five emerging countries. So what we're going to see is that the second U.S. CPI uptick happened in August, there's been a strong first monthly uptick in France, and Japan and U.K. are in a steady slide. In particular, in the U.K.'s perspective, it's coming down from a high level. And Germany has been flat. So let's just review the countries. I show all the major developed market countries in the table that you can see. This is on my page 27. But I can just focus it in on a five. The top five developed market countries, well, U.S. has a GDP of $25 trillion and a CPI of 3.7. Japan, $5 trillion and 3.1. Germany, $4 trillion and 6.2% CPI, UK $3 trillion and about 6.8% CPI, and finally France at $3 trillion, which is 4.6% CPI. So the chart that I show here shows what's going on over time in these markets. The US CPI was 3.7% in August. That's down about 4.5 percentage points from one year ago, and month on month it was up about 0.4 percentage points. What about Japan? Well, it was at 3.1%, which is up a slight 0.1 percentage points from one year ago. And month on month, it was down. In other words, Japan is kind of drifting right now. It's flat and down slightly. And Germany's CPI was at 6.2, which is down about 0.9 percentage points from one year ago. And month on month, it's flat. So Germany's kind of sitting in this spot right now. And UK CPI was 6.8%, which is the highest of the top five largest developed market countries. And it was up about 0.2% month on month. So sorry, down 0.2%. And finally, France was at 4.6%, which is still slightly below the world average. And month on month, it was up 0.5%. So to sum it up, in the developed markets, it's the US and it's France that are starting to see acceleration of CPI. And let's look at the emerging markets. We're looking at the top 
five emerging market countries. What can we see? China CPI is flat after the July deflation. India slows, and there's a strong rise in Korea, and it's rising in Russia and Brazil. So in the table here, I highlight in shading the countries I'm gonna be talking about. China is $20 trillion in GDP, and CPI was about flat. India, $3.5 trillion in GDP, and CPI was 6.8. Korea, $1.8 trillion in GDP, and about 3.5% inflation. Russia, 1.8, also trillion dollars in GDP, and inflation of 5.2%. And Brazil, 1.8 trillion dollars also of GDP, and a inflation level of 4.7%. So now let's just look at China first. The CPI was at 0.1%, which is down 2.3%. So China was already low. Now it's been down, hovering around zero. In fact, in the month of July, we can see that China actually went into deflation. And I think this is a, this signals or shows what's happening in the domestic economy. There's no pricing power, demand is, is weak, and supply is still there. Now, India's CPI was at 6.8%, which is down a tiny 0.1 percentage point from a year ago. Month on month, it was down 0.6. India actually popped up quite a bit, almost to 8% percent, very close to 8% in July, and now it's come back down. But I would argue that I think India is probably facing a lot of inflation. And India has already always been somewhat of a higher inflation market, especially when you compare it to China. Now, Korea, you may ask, Andrew, why is Korea here in the emerging markets? It's because MSCI is the classification that I use because it's the classification for investors. And for investors, Korea is still an emerging market. And that's because of different liberalizations and other things that are happening in the stock market that make it slightly more difficult for a foreign investor to invest compared to a non-foreign investor. So CPI in Korea was 3.5%, which is down 2.2 percentage points from one year ago. But month on month, it was up 1.2. And... Russia's CPI was at 5.2%, which is down 9.2 percentage points from one year ago. Month on month, it was up almost one percentage point. And Brazil's CPI was 4.7%, which is down 4.1 percentage points from one year ago. And month on month, it was up 0.6. So this gives you a picture of the main countries that I'm looking at right now. So the question I want to come back to in this global CPI chart book for the month of August is, what do you think? Will the global CPI slowdown continue or will it rebound? My answer to that is, I think it will continue to, I think it will rebound. In other words, CPI will continue to rise. Why do I say that? Because we're already seeing higher oil prices. If the economy stays strong and the soft landing that people are expecting happens, then that means oil price can continue to rise. But I think that what's gonna happen eventually is that CPI will rise for a couple more months and then we're gonna go into recession. And when that happens, oil price comes down and then CPI comes down. I hope that that helped you to think a little bit about CPI. And I wanna remind you, you can go to the page my front page on my worst investment ever, and just look for, get the PDF 
button, and there's a link there, as well as going to the description in the downloads. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.